Hello, hello, hello. We are back again. Big Fish Sink or Swim. Episode four. Wow. That's insane. We it's only our third day uh, out here. <laughs> what? It's only my third day out here. I don't know. <laughs> Literally. Well, I am Maya. And I'm Carmen. I feel like I need a podcast name though. Like Carmen J. Carroll is a star name. Wow. Thank you. But Maya D. Irvin. Irvin? <laughs> you want me to be a star with a name like Irvin? Maya D. No. <laughs> Maya Double D. Maya D, but like D E. I tried it. I don't like it. I think Maya Danielle's cute. I'm giving out my whole government. Y'all want my social? <laughs> no, like <laughs> Maya Danny. My, please okay <laughs> so before we get into today's topic we're going to jump into our hot take segment our sink or swim in which we will list off hot topics and whether we sink which means we don't really rock with it or swim which means we do rock with whatever it is that we're talking about um first up the election is really next month it's less than a month it is less than a month it is what is today the The fifth fifth, and we vote the third yeah it's a little under less than a month still don't know if i'm voting y'all like i guess i will really know when i wake up november 2nd (laughs) literally like christmas (laughs) like do i want to vote like this whole thing did you watch the debate i did watch the debate (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm voting but yeah i watched that debate more like a debacle was it? Did you watch the debacle? Um, Literally, it was a hot ass mess. It was like reality TV. It was a hot. It was like real. I was watching a Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Yes, absolutely. Between Phaedra and Nini, because like Biden is definitely Phaedra. Where like he, he has that. I didn't know you actually plot. watched the show. <laughs> Biden's definitely Pedro because he has that conservative clapback. Like he will bless you, but he will also come for your life in a polite way. Whereas Trump is obviously Nini or Kenya, probably more so Kenya, because like I like Nini. Kenya's a bully, and obviously Donald Trump is also a bully. That debate was a hot ass mess. Stand back and stand by. <laughs> like he really called upon his shooters in the middle of a debate stand by <laughs> like that is like insane. what and i am i have zero respect for joe biden but i respect how he handled trump talking about his son yeah because i think i would have blacked out and yeah, woke he, up did, he did way too much. Like, uh, the fact that he didn't jump across that podium. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that, that made me uncomfortable. I was like, what, what does this have to do with us? And that's one thing he did good, I feel like, was like, we're talking about the American people, not our personal lives. Well, not today. <laughs> not on the yeah, Everyone, Everyone was for grabs. Like, it was insane. 
And I, what was interesting to me was the response I saw on Twitter when he did not, and by he, I mean Trump, did not denounce white supremacy. I was like, why y'all? We've been here already. Yeah. <laughs> he was asked this question a couple years ago. Yeah, there's good people on both on sides. both sides. I was like, why? Like, why are we? Like, I know why we're mad, but why? Why are we shocked? Yeah, why are we surprised? So you telling me they're gonna ask you three times and you not? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he said what he said. <laughs> no, literally. Yeah the 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 debate was wild, and then a day later, <laughs> this man. <laughs> it's not funny, but niggas get tired of the fuck? That shit is funny. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. That was not the happiest day of my life. That's really dragging it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really, really dragging it. But I was indeed not sad that day. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet and I know you watched The Wire. It was like, niggas get shot every day, B. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Literally. (laughs) Like, people are out here. Listen. He's better. I'm so sad. Like as as the articles kept coming in that he kept getting better, I was like, oh, this is what? Really <laughs> this is really oh depressing. My gosh. He has the thing, but my my thing is like you have all of these precautions. You have like the best team behind you to not get sick. I mean, but he said on the debate that part had me laughing too. They were like. <laughs> President Trump, do you wear a mask? He's like, I wear a mask, not like this guy, but I wear a mask. Yeah, really? <laughs> he, said, he wears a big mask. Like, yeah, <laughs> clearly, because now you have COVID. I think the shit was hilarious. I think it's funny. I don't care. Ironic. I think it's ironic. It is absolutely ironic. And I will say that the people that were like, if he does get better, um, he's just going to downplay COVID. Of course he is, and that's what he did. He's like, you know, don't let COVID stop you from living your life. Is what he tweeted, and I was like, "Oh, well, I hope reckless stops you from living yours." Is that too much? Am I cutting that out? No, I don't. Hey, <laughs> like this is not a sponsored podcast. I was like, "What? This is why Florida is the way it is. This is why Atlanta is open right now. I... It is. They are in clubs. Florida's oh, oh, even, absolutely. Like what? Florida's not even open. They just don't care. Literally." So, I've been seeing so many people in the club and out, and it's like, okay, it was cute when you guys are like outside and distance, but it's like, right. y'all look, it was, it's looking like 2016 in there. <laughs> Not 2016. Like, what? <sighs> like, this is absolutely insane. So, it's all a sink for me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, for question. me personally, the fact that he's recovering from COVID is not fun for me either. But, Carmen. <laughs> We finna get sued. <laughs> the one thing I would, I was thinking about, I was like, are all of us going to get a visit from the CIA because we are all praying on this man's downfall? No, like, literally. You know how that works? Was you know the thing is, though, they, they'll put you, like, for people who tweet, which is, I'm glad people have found secret messages to tweet without actually tweeting what they right. want to tweet. You know what I mean? But um, they, like... People will not people, but like the FBI or whatever will track your tweets and then like put you on a list. Yeah. So if you ever like try to search yourself, you might find yourself on a watch list because of the things that you tweet. And then I will literally change my name to America's Most Wanted on all social medias. 
Not America's Most Wanted. <laughs> oh, that's true. They will put you on a list. No, that's actually really scary. They showed up um at Snoop Dogg's house. For what? Because he says something about the president. I think it was around the time that Chelsea Handler had tweeted the like her holding President Trump's head. Was it Chelsea uh, Handler? No, it was not Chelsea Handler. It was um what is that white lady's name with the red a- hair? Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Kathy Griffin tweeted a picture of her holding Donald Trump's like dead head. And she's like on the list now. They showed up at her house and everything. Oh, I'm sure. And they were like trying to make sure it wasn't true. And I was just like, dang. Now, I don't think- y'all know that was not I was going to say, I don't think Kathy Griffin has any intentions of going to the White House to chop off Donald Trump's head. <laughs> I mean, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I don't. Just, there is a lot of a lot of new music out. Have you listened to any of the new music that dropped last week? I no. I listened to Bryson Bryce Tiller. Tiller. I did listen to Bryson okay. Tiller. Thoughts? I liked it. <laughs> period. Yeah, I liked it. Period. No, I liked it. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but the, the one the stuff that I did listen to, I liked it. It is absolutely. I am convinced, and I like think, don't think I've ever said this, that he is never going to make another like perfect album. Is that rude? He's never going to make another perfect album. Like Trap Soul is, yeah, very hard to live up to. And this album is good, but it's not even close. I gotta listen to the whole thing. Get back to you. I did listen to Sir. I did listen to Sir Chasing Summer. I'm not sure when that was released though. That album is fire. Sir? Oh, TD. What? He's on TD, right? What's TD? TDE, Top Dog Entertainment. Oh. Kendrick, SZA. I don't know all that background stuff. Yes, he's on TDE. Carmen, come on. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know the right. I just know the album was nice. Yeah, no, I don't listen to him a lot. I've heard like a couple songs, and he can really sing. His music is really, really cool. It's a really good. His brother Smoke, uh, D Smoke, is really good too. Yes, I forgot about D Smoke. I love D Smoke. I would never forget the day that Pop Smoke died, and my boss thought it was D Smoke, and that was really hurtful. What? Not even the same. Okay, but okay, go on. <laughs> Another person that dropped my personal fave. 21 Savage. I knew you were going to bring that. Nonstop. The album is so good. The album is so good. It's really what I needed. Like, it gets me riled up. I've been working out to it. The album cover, like, the early 2000s look is so dope. But, like, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin never fail. You have to check it out. But, yeah, 21 Savage definitely would recommend you checking out the album. Super, super fun. I love all the music that came out. Oh, did you hear Megan Thee Stallion's new song with Young Thug? No, I'm sorry. It's been oh. a, every time there's new releases, I've don't stop been a, that cat Mm-mm, just like that. It's giving very disco. It's giving very like gays are gonna love like club fun colors like but no club to be landing in. on your back like it's giving very ballroom. I'm ugh. I feel like this was the she. I was going to say she needs a win, but she hasn't stopped winning. Like, Yeah, no, at this point, she's competing with herself. <laughs> okay. Like, she has, Please like, two number know. ones. She has two number ones, one with Beyonce, and the other, one's, the other one is with Cardi. She's, like... Yeah. 
Did a loser say something? Yeah. I don't hear nothing. I don't but yeah, it's a it's a slum for me. All the new music is super, super dope. Super, super dope. I'll catch up. I promise, guys. I'm sorry. Jordan Woods. What's happening? October 5th. It was just announced today that um, she will be making OnlyFans content exclusively for OnlyFans. And she's the, she's been like... I know she's she, people have been saying she's getting relevant just off of like the whole Tristan scandal or whatever. But besides that, like even before that, she's always had her own ventures. Like she started her own YouTube. She has her own athleisure wear um, and she's been doing modeling and all that other stuff. So I'm always rooting for Jordan. Jordan. Do you know what the content is going to be? I heard it's going I have to read the art, the complex article, but I heard it's going to be like creative content. and. Um, like photography, not photo- like photographs and stuff. I don't know if they're going to be explicit, though. <sighs> I I talked about this already. I'm just going to repeat. I think it's very... I'm trying my best to change my vocabulary because a lot of the words that we use are ableist. I think it's very selfish <laughs> for celebrities to produce only fan content. Mm. Yeah, because um, they already got bands. Yeah, because we're already in a lot of these celebrities, we're already paying to engage with you. Like we pay to listen to your music. We're paying to buy your merch. Like we're paying to see your movies. You want me to pay to get exclusive in quotes photos of right. that you probably like look very similar on Instagram for free? Yeah. Unless you're showing me that cat. <laughs> I don't want well, it. I don't want it. Like show me something I haven't seen before. If you're going to show like what what type of photo are you going to show me that I can't see on IG for free? Or what type of content are you going to show me that I can't see on IG for free? And yeah, how much are you charging for this content? Like Cardi B, I think she charged like $5 for her content. Are you saying that's bad or good? Or are you saying I mean, it's not necessary at why all? Why are you charging? Yeah. <laughs> like it's low, but why are you charging? Well, think of it this way. Here's another thing. I think a lot of people are turning to OnlyFans because a lot of these artists and people, they get their money from um, shows. They get their monies from interactions. They don't really get their money from streams and stuff like that. So I'm guessing in this new age of everyone being inside, you got to switch to another platform. Well, this is going to sound like shade, but it's not. I can see why Jordan Woods would get an OnlyFans because what are we buying from you? Like, what do you do? I just said she got the, uh, <laughs> what she, she got? got the athletic stuff going on. Oh, people buy that? I mean, I don't, but oh. I'm sure people do. <laughs> Ooh. Like in Cardi's case, like it makes sense. Like we already buy stuff from you, but I guess in Jordan's case, she has this fake athleisure wear thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Somebody's Jordan, buying it. I'm sure. I, I like Jordan you. with a lot. I'm just being. I'm being very. Uh, yeah, you gotta be real. I see, but yeah, I, I don't. I personally don't agree with the whole celebrities charging thing. At least not made celebrities that like already have money. Yeah, like Cardi, what are you showing us that we that, have not seen? No, that's true. Well, okay. The thing is, a lot of people are attributing OnlyFans to only being for like sex work instead of thinking thinking it of like a patron service so like oh absolutely we like, could be on OnlyFans, fans right and people would pay for us to listen to the podcast or to watch right. us 
like Cardi isn't even selling no explicit content. She's selling like behind the music videos, right? Like type shit. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> like I'm not paying five dollars. That's that. true. That's true. Like some people might. Like I'm sure there are hardcore car. I'm not paying five dollars to see anything that BET would have put on cable for free. That's true. Like, <laughs> but I, I I get that. But I'm just saying, as far as like business venture, and you know, we're we're everyone's going to be moving inside. Everyone's going to be on the internet. OnlyFans is a good way instead of like. Of course, you can use it still for sex work, but I mean. As far as thinking of it as more of like a digital platform for concerts, for content, for whatever, it's a smart move. Right. No, you're right. Maybe we should invest. Hmm. Huh? I can show a little shoulder. (laughs) I got a knees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Toes ain't painted, but I can give y'all that too. Oh, somebody out there painting for that. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody's out there paying for that, right? I'm going to do a mukbang. You know what that is? Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to be in there like. <laughs> Those get a lot of views on YouTube. I know. And I'm tick. I'm getting coined. Yeah. We should invest. We should look into it. Let's invest. Y'all Let's let get into this episode. Today, I'm moving on because I hated Maya Danny. Episode four, The Brownest Eye. Carmen. You really curated this episode. Tell the people what we're talking about today. Okay, so I wanted to talk about colorism today um, because we just had an episode, episode 102, that talked about violence against Black bodies, racism. And so I wanted an episode that kind of dived into colorism. So like there's this big umbrella of white supremacy where we talk about race, but then like there's something deeper that's colorism, texturism, fetish, mm. fetishes, is that feti- fetishes? Fetishizations. There you go. <laughs> then there's fetishizations within the black community of like light skinned folks, um, biracial people, people who are like mixed with other races. Um, so I kind of wanted to dive into that because it's really, it's really a thing. And I feel like mm. a lot of, the black community doesn't talk about it. In fact, like we make fun of it as if we're like past it, but it's still very much present within the black community. And I thought it was, I thought it was um, cool, not cool. I thought it was fitting to talk about because I, I'm light skinned or I'm a lighter skinned and okay. I'm light skinned <laughs> and Maya is brown skinned. So I just figured it'd be cool to like, not cool, y'all. It would be. <laughs> it would be. Colorism is great. <laughs> cool, dude. It would be interesting to talk about like our perspectives of colorism, our experiences with it, growing up with it, um, and and things like that. I just thought it's really important to to talk about that because we don't talk about it in the black community. And before we start, there are some really good accounts on Instagram that talk about this, one of them being the darkest hue at the darkest hue or at darkest hue. And the other is at colorism healing. So there's, there are some resources and we'll put that in the description box that you can go to, to educate yourself. Or if you just want content that talks about this a little more, those are phenomenal resources for you on Instagram. And this podcast is going to be another one for you. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I already subscribed. Um, Very quickly, also explain why this episode is called 
The brownest eye. Oh, yeah. So if you are a literature fan, Toni Morrison fan, rip. Um, she has a book called The Bluest Eye. It dies into this uh, Black American family. And it also talks about colorism and like texturism and just this plight that this Black family goes into. I'm not going to talk a lot about the book because I really think it is um, a must read if you haven't already. Uh, so we kind of coined Instead of the bluest eye, we wanted to call this the brownest eye. So, okay, let me just get a, a, a clear baseline of the definition of colorism. Um, so that way we're working within some parameters as we're talking about it. So like using my Googles, as everyone should do, colorism is the prejudice against individuals with darker skin and the prefer preferential treatment of individuals with light skin. And this has a systematic issue, meaning that the way we operate in the world and the way we're treated in the world is very much different. So, for example, the chances of arrest for African-Americans by complexion, if someone is deemed very, very dark, you have a 65% chance of getting arrested than someone who is considered very light, which is their chances are 40%. So you think about just being black in general, your chances of getting arrested and then think deeper than that, <laughs> your shade has Why even more. Because isn't that crazy? It's like, so not only, <laughs> like, it's just hierarchy throughout. So like, not only <laughs> can you get arrested for being black, but you can, your chances are even higher if you're considered darker. And all of that, I, I, I'm assuming is relevant, is based off of, um, I guess, white people's perception of who is light and who is dark, which is something we'll probably get into in the episode. But that is an example of how colorism is systematic. And we all know that um, this could have implications when applying for jobs, when just having everyday interactions in the world being, whether it jokes. I remember one time, I do get dark, y'all. I know I'm light-skinned, but like in the summertime, I will get dark. And I, I've had white people say like, Carmen, I'm getting almost dark as you. And I'd be like, what? And I just, I, I do actively remember not wanting to go out for recess in the sun. And like when it got like May for recess, mm -hmm. I remember like, okay, I've hit my like 10 minute mark. Let me go back <laughs> in the shade. Cause you know, I can't. And that's just like some anti-blackness that was like embedded in me. I was like, I was like, I have to keep like this shade because if I get darker, like no one will play with me or people will make fun of my tan. So it's like, mm -hmm. this is something that is, very deep. Like I, I actively remember not wanting to go to this summer camp that I went to because it was inevitable that I was going to get dark. And like, and my hair was never done because it was like, what's the point? I'm going to the pool. I'm going to be in bed. Right. And so my hair was either in straight backs for that week or like them little individual ones. Straight backs or cornrows? Straight backs. Yes, they are cornrows for people who don't know. Oh, um, Sorry. They're, they're going to be people that do not know what that means. Sorry, they're cornrows. <laughs> straight backs. Use your Googles. <laughs> I had straight, like, straight backs. My mom is like, just have fun. Here's some, here's some right. cornrows going to the back. And, and, you know, she didn't even add the hair. So hair was real short <laughs> with it. <laughs> and it was them little small ones, too. So, whoo. Stop yeah. right here. Stop at the neck. <laughs> did not go longer than that. So I was like, yeah, I was not feeling myself that week. Um, and that's just in my, from my perspective, that is how colorism affected me. Right. So my question to you, Maya, is have you experienced colorism? I'll start there. 
So my like first instinct is to say no, but that's me saying I've never experienced it to my face. Like I'm for, I am brown skin. I'm not light skin. I'm not dark skin. I'm just like sort of in this weird middle. And that seemed to have been fine for society. Like nobody has ever said you're too dark or you're too light. Like I'm just kind of like in this gray area. Um, But I have witnessed colorism um, specifically with my high school. Shout out to Wilson High School, West Lawn, PA. Um, Yeah, I don't give no fucks. It's over. I'm going to go. A lot of people at my school really only dated white girls or black girls who are white passing. Um, Yeah, like people my skin color relatively did not engage um, with other folks romantically in that way, unless they were dating another black person. Um, And even then there were black men, boys, they were boys at the time um, at my school that would actively say like, I would never date a black girl. That's a whole nother topic, whole nother topic. That is way different than colorism. That is just full on anti-blackness. But in terms of like somebody saying something about my skin complexion, I have not. Well, no. (laughs) Let me just bring back the trauma to you. Yeah. Well, no. My, oh God, my mother. (laughs) Sorry, Bob. (laughs) Um, my, it's important to note that who is considered light skin, dark skin, brown skin is extremely relative so relative. extremely relative like i've had somebody call me dark skin and i was just like oh that's interesting wait could you and go I, could you dive into that so like in what setting were you dark skin and in what setting were you brown skin I'm, I'm about to get into that so i was called dark skin i was at lunch or dinner at um during my college years and my friend i forget what we we're talking about um but he was raised by white people. His mother is white and she married white. Um, and he was like, you're dark skin. And everybody at the table was like, no, she's brown skin, but Oche, sorry, Oche, I love you. Oche is dark skin. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, going back to that story, thinks that I'm light skin. Okay. And I do not think that at all. And my mom, oh God, I hope I'm not disowned. <laughs> she's our, she's like our number one fan. I know, not anymore. <laughs> um, she'll say things like, she'll call me light bright, which is not, <laughs> not I might cut this out. <laughs> or she'll be like, you know, I obviously am very vocal about politics and et cetera. And she'd be like, it's always the light ones that want to fight. Like, <laughs> I'm laughing, but like, trust me, I have my own stories. Um, so like, you know, my mom says a couple of comments, but outside of that, I haven't really experienced like discriminate from what I know, discrimination based off of my skin color. My mom doesn't discriminate against me. Like her comments aren't okay, but I wouldn't call that discrimination. Um, Would you consider your mom darker than you? My mom is darker than me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like slightly, like there's like a slight undertone that's darker than me. But I have been colorist. Okay. I guess. There's this debate on Twitter. We could discuss this here too. Like, do light skinned folks experience colorism? 
As far as in a negative way? Yes. No. Yeah. So like, okay. am I color then? Because I have, ex- I have engaged in dialogue that has associated and generalized light skin folks in a certain way. So I think of colorism as I do, like, they're, they're not the same, but I, I feel like the, the structure of racism and the structure of colorism kind of go in tandem. So like, think about like, is us making fun of white people and they're racist. like suppressive? No. It's not racist. So like, yeah. because they benefit from that system. Right. But making fun of a light skinned person, although they benefit from the ever presence of colorism, is not colorist against light skinned people. Right. Because at the end of the day, the system still works for us at a better, at a better, what am I trying to say? At, at, at an advantage. At an advantage, exactly. We're, yeah. So like, no. So, okay. So then TLDR, that was very Gen Z of me. That means too long, don't read. Um, I have not experienced colorism against me, um, which feels weird to say that I know of. Um, but I, I... <laughs> I think I have experienced it within myself, I guess. Like, it used to make me cringe. I feel so gross saying this. But, like, it almost felt like a shot in the back when somebody used to call me, like, dark skin. And I'd be quick to say, I'm not dark skin, I'm brown skin. Okay. <laughs> like, get it right. Um, and people, I've even heard the argument that, like, the creation of brown skin was a way to bring in a middle slash gray area for the folks that don't want to identify it as dark skin because of anti-blackness. Right. Um. So I'm like, even, even me saying I'm brown skin, I'm like, damn, should I even be saying that? Like, I'm, is <sighs> yeah. like, I don't know. Um, but no, I don't think I've experienced colorism. So like, I asked you the question about what's in what setting were you considered light skin and what setting you were considered dark skin? Because I know we've both had like similar upbringings where like, we're from, right. we're from the city, but we have um, these like suburban, almost rural experiences especially like in high school maybe middle school um so like when I was I lived in Hagerstown shout out to Haggy my folks out there um yes Merlin but definitely not the DMV so I was like out there in Maryland like think like country anyway so okay Potomac what (laughs) not the same thing oh my gosh i'm so sorry dmv (laughs) definitely not that like the thing the thing is like people from the dmv probably don't even know what hagerstown is that's how like foreign that's how deep in the cut in the boonies this was (laughs) so i spent a couple years in hagerstown because i moved around a lot um and there i was considered like darker like not like dark skin but like if you have the one drop rule, like if you have that one drop, you are black. Don't talk to us. Don't sit with us. And like the only way that you could sit with like the white people or whatever is if you could like prove that you have white people in your family. You know what I mean? Mm. And so when I was in Hagerstown, it was okay. Like Carmen, you're black, but like, and we consider you as black. So like stay in your place. And they didn't say this, but this is how like I right. feel operating it. So like, so it's like a kind of like, so stay in your place, but because you're light skinned and like, because your mom is like really light skinned, like almost questionable as to what she is, then like, you can like talk to us, but it still was like, you're black. When I moved back to DC, 
I was just, I was light skinned. Like that was like, that was it. There was no discussion. There was no like, eh, it was your light skin. And I think right. when we're in like the urban areas where we, where there are, where there is a high concentration of black people, like for some reason there is a very distinct yeah, what it is. But for when you're in like less concentrated places with black people and there's more white people, it's like black is black at the end of the day. So that's how, that was my experience. Um, so I've always I had mean, a hard time. Am I light skin? Am I brown skin? Am I like, I know I'm not dark skin. Right. So. No, that's true. I think, I think that, I think that's very true. So I remember this story and this was when I was growing up in a neighborhood that was 99.9% black. That is not a real statistic, but it was black. Um, And I remember one of my childhood friends, I'm not going to say her name, um, who is light skin. Um, and our other friend is dark skin. Um, and she said, guys like girls like us, they don't really like the skin color of the other girl. Like we'll be fine getting boyfriends. Like she's going to have trouble. And I was like eight. (laughs) I was literally like eight years old. I was literally like eight. I could not have been older than 10. Um, and I was like, yeah, you right. I'm weak. We're laughing, but this um, is not a funny. It's part. not funny. It's not funny. It's like wild. Um, so I was considered like light skin in that moment, and again, my mom considers me light skin, which yes. is insane. And your mom is from New York. My mom is from New York. So, um, like- and that conversation that I had with that other child was also in in New York. Um, but I am considered dark skin to some. But even like I remember, I was in class. Um, I think this was my race and rhetoric class and we were watching dark skin girls, um, which is a documentary, which is actually a really good documentary. And they mentioned the fact that like black people were excited about having a black president. They were excited that he was married to a black woman and they were even more excited about the fact that she was dark skin. And I was like, Michelle Obama's dark skin. Like, I like, it's just so relative. Like she's not dark skin to me. She's just Brown. She's Brown skin. And that's not me. I, I promise y'all that is not me trying to be on some like I don't see color type <laughs> <thing>. like <laughs> like to me she like dead ass is just br- like brown she's just brown skin like she's not dark to me hmm. but I, it's all relative it's all no, relative it really, and you're right and that's the thing like that's I ask and I maybe this is my own like probably problematicness coming in but I'm I have to ask Kenny who is like also not dark skin, like just brown. I'm like, what am I to you? Am I light skin? What, <laughs> what, what am, am I? I? I just want someone to say like, this is what you are. <laughs> she just wants somebody to say she's dark skin, y'all. That's all she wants. <laughs> I just want y'all to accept me. I'm oh, so no. kidding. I'm so kidding. Not the, I was going to say white privilege tears, not the light skin tears. No. She said, I want y'all to accept me for me. Yes. Speaking of that, I often hear like on Twitter people that do have quote unquote, I don't want to say quote unquote like it isn't real, but like identity issues because they are light skinned and they have experience or biracial and they have experienced like, you can't sit with us, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Like both the black kids and the white kids. Is that. Is that not that I want to say is that real, but is it? And did you experience that? Okay, so like I my mother made it very clear, and although she is the lightest of skins, she's always made it very clear and wanted no discrimination. You are black. Like, please don't let anyone ever try to discredit that from you. Like, you're black, 
your peoples are black. Yes, we have a white person, which makes us white skin in our family. <laughs> yes, Somewhere. I was raised by a white person, but you are black. Like my, the patriarchs in our family are black. Um, my other, my grand, so like my, my great grandmother immigrated here from Italy. And so like, mm. that's basically why, but also my, my maternal grandmother has like Portuguese in her and she's like very much has a mix of things. Um, and so there's like just a lot of things at, at play, but at my core, I am black. Right. I am so black. You always do. I am black. Do you, do you have you seen that on TikTok? <laughs> no, you know uh, I don't watch TikTok. <laughs> People on TikTok probably are crying right now, but yeah. She said, I am black. As you keep talking, I keep thinking of experiences that I actually have had yes, regarding colors. She said, yes, yay, yay. <laughs> trauma. I was at work. Um, <laughs> I'm putting everybody on the spot today. I was at work and if she watches it, she's going to know it's her. I'm not going to say her name because we explained, we explained to her why what she said was wrong. Um, and I don't even think that this is colorism. This everything is just so intertwined. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say the story. Um, she was like, I just can't wait. I love me some mixed babies. And at the time, at the time, my company had a lot of black women working there. And we are a relatively diverse company, but it's hard to explain. But we just had a lot of black women in the office that day. Um, and you heard the record stop. We said you 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 can't say that, and she was like, "Why?" And we like broke it down that like the reason why you're so hype about mixed babies. I hate that I hate that term. Um, or interracial babies has a lot to do with colorism and like you fetishizing like the fair skin, etc. And it's just absolutely wild how colorism expands across different cultures. Like she's not black, right? I forget what she is um, or what her nationality is, but she is not black. Um, she is very much from Asia. Um, that's as, as specific as I can get. Cause I don't remember the exact country. Um, and has a lot of colorism. I've had to check her a few times. Yes. Because it's, it's so colorism happens within all communities. Like, it's it's a thing in like India. It's a thing in in like right. countries in Asia. It's it's very much a thing everywhere. So I just keep remembering these stories. Yeah. But I did have a question. Okay. Do you remember that time in like high school where being light skinned was like not that it was not great, but it was like really associated to being soft and being corny, like that Drake, that Drake wanted, syndrome. Oh my gosh, I wanted to talk about this, so I'm really glad okay, to that. Yes. I yes, I remember that. I remember when like <laughs> light skin, like when Drake dropped a uh, thank me. Th- is it thank me now or thank me later? Thank me later. Thank me later. That was like the light skin time. And take care. Take, take care. Of the care. Yeah. I remember that very much in middle school when those dropped. Um, at least when one of those dropped. And yes, I remember that. I remember when light skin was like in when Drake was coming up and it was like everybody wanted to be with a light skin person. And then there was a shift, I think somewhere between like Trey Songs, Rip, and um Yikes. <laughs> and like these other these other like darker skinned artists coming out. So there's on Twitter it's always a shift. I remember there being like light skin versus dark skin type of jokes, and it was 
or like you're acting light skin. Can yes. you break that down? What does that mean for people that don't know? The black people know, but we do have a couple of non-black listeners. So like for someone's like you're acting like you're light skin, yes, it means like basically think Drake. Like you share your feelings. Um when you take a picture, you like squint your eyes to like I don't know, to get to make yourself more attractive. I don't know. I really guys, I'm coming off of like cultural things. There's no like research in this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, there's it's no like book. But, but essentially means like you're acting emotional, like you're being soft, you're being moody, which is colorism by like when you say that, you're also insinuating that darker skinned folks are like the strong, like stoic. Yes. It's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Nice. But has that affected so you remember this time? Has that affected your choice in men? Carmen is in a relationship now, but like prior to the relationship with Kenny because it has affected mine um in terms of my preference I've okay so I actually talk about this a lot but I I feel like my my dad I would consider him dark skin um and so I think subconsciously I've always wanted someone like my dad like tall strong dark skin like man and um and so I think that's just subconsciously has been like my pick although yeah so what was mm. the question again has the whole drake like light skin persona affected your preference in men okay so i don't think that that particular time period affected my preference in men because i feel like i've always um there was a time okay okay so yeah there was a time period in middle school where like i was heavy into light-skinned people slash mostly like biracial guys or just like crushes i wasn't like actually going after these people um but i feel like as far as like me actually shooting my shot and being in a relationship i've tried to be with people that um that are like darker skin or, or at least at least like presenting black because that's just been something that's important to me which i don't know if that's something that's important to me or a fetish but that's something that is important to, that's something that is <laughs> yeah, but it's true but it's true um um i can say there was a time yes that i liked light-skinned folks this sounds terrible yeah um but there was a time where i went through that phase also i mean I was a terrible person. Let's just be clear. I was a terrible person in high school. I used to only like white men. How terrible is that? How terrible yeah, that's is never that? never been my... I used to only like night. white men. Like, not even white women, but men? Yeah. It's terrible. They're literally a threat to American society. And I like that? Like, who? Anyway. We, we, um, thank, we thank God for growth, though. Hello. Um, but I've noticed that, like, I do find myself now... Mostly being attracted to men who are darker skin. And I wouldn't say that it's a, it could be an underlying preference that I have. Um, Cause I definitely often see myself, like if I'm on a dating app, for example, and I see a light skinned guy, I'm not looking at him twice. Like I'll mostly just like swipe left on him. Um, or even like the guy that I'm talking to now is light skinned. Mm-hmm. And I was originally like, I don't know about this (laughs) because our stereotypes. I feel like it it has it's based in like our stereotypes of them. Yeah, like like, they're always on games, always on games. Like light skinned women are like this is a stereotype, obviously. That light skinned women are like full of themselves, like they know that they're pretty, and that even like carries over to men. Because I was like, I don't know if I want to deal with him. Like 
he looking too pretty like i don't know remember there was a thing where it's like light-skinned girls would have like on purpose 100 unread messages just to like have it unread in their phone yes that was very much a, a running thing that is also false me having 542 unread messages you have 542 unread messages (laughs) <laughs> ask about me that's ridiculous, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> no it's 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 work <laughs> please know it's work um but yeah i think that i think that the stereotypes have affected who i chose in men like absolutely which is i don't know if it's a good thing or i don't know if it's a bad thing like i i, I just don't know but i love dark-skinned men for a fact that is definitely my preference and is that colors for me to say? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. You tell us. We're we're definitely not like. No, I'm like let let us know because we're not. We're not. Um, what am I trying to say? We are not exempt from correction. Mm. Oh yes, you mean the audience should tell us? Yes, the audience. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Well, my third day out here, literally. Some of y'all's favorite rappers <laughs> love themselves some colorism, though. Yes, very, and very much giving colorist. Mask it in dating preference. Um, should we start? Should we start in like order of stardom? There's a few. Yeah, we can do All that. Right. Um, Kodak Black oh, already canceled because he's trigger warning a rapist. Um, so take this with a grain of salt already should be out of here um but is definitely colorist <laughs> which Absolutely. is wild because he's dark skin. he is dark <laughs> and i'm not saying that in a negative way like he is just like dark and he said quote i can't date a dark-skinned girl he was doing an interview and the interviewer said you're dark skin. And he said, I know <laughs> I can't date somebody that looks like me. They aren't malleable. I can't, they're too tough. They have attitudes. They're rude. They're aggressive. That is what he ascribed to dark skin black women. Yeah. And that goes back to like just the basic overall cultural stereotypical thing of like dark skin people. Um, Which is insane. Do you want me to go next with the other person? Oh, absolutely. Y'all gonna hate me for this one. <laughs> Little Wayne. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are we? <laughs> people, are gonna, people are gonna hate us for this. But like, Little Wayne's very much giving colorist and has colorist thoughts. Um, and he's, it, giving, he's giving very house nigga feel nigga. Uh, that... <laughs> He's, uh, giving, he's giving very um only a certain type of women is allowed in my house yes okay so i'm this is coming again i want to shout out darkest to you who has a great post about this um that they posted a while back and it was called mainstream colorism so that's where i'm coming from please 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 give that page a follow darkest to you and it'll be in the description box below so uh this account has a quote from right above it one of his songs that says Beautiful black wom- woman, I bet that B look better red. That was from right above it. Um, Maya can say the curse word. Sorry. I oh, I know that line. Beautiful black woman, I bet that bit 
I bet that bitch look better red. That is definitely right above it with Drake. Um, yeah. and then with every girl, you said I like red. a long. What do you say? I like a long hair, thick red bone. There it is. That's that's it. Red bone is like I don't even know if it's slang or if it's A A V E, but like it means light skin. Yeah, pretty much. And I I want to kind of go into that a little bit because like there's light skin, so like there's me, but then there's like light skin where it's like you have finer curlier hair or like lighter eyes. So it's like there's very much gradients within light skin too, which is like who a lot. So yeah, there's that. Cause I don't, I wouldn't consider myself a red bone because I don't have, I have like 4C hair. Um, That's so interesting. Cause if this was the 1960s, I would definitely call you a red bone. Really? Yeah. I, and then you would probably call me darky. I guess if this was the 60s, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but I wouldn't consider myself red bone. Cause to me, red bones are either biracial girls or girls who have like, who are light skin with, that finer curlier hair that is so interesting and you know what's wild about the little wayne thing was somebody brought up the fact of like why how how could you talk down on dark-skinned women when your daughter is dark-skinned and he said yeah he's rich (laughs) exactly my daughter he said my daughter is a dark-skinned millionaire that's the difference between you and her so because she has money if you learn anything from this episode you will learn that it is not okay to be dark-skinned but as long as you are capitalist and a millionaire you're beautiful then you can be (laughs) then you can be dark (laughs) then you can like that is in that is absolutely insane and the wildest part is like like that person said you have a daughter who is dark and you're dark yeah ain't that isn't that crazy that's what i'm saying it goes deep it goes within even like family dynamics like it's very much present like that is insane and then he was on um live with 50 50 cent and they were talking about like exotic women and again like the whole masking like light-skinned women have to be exotic or they have to be from a different country or they have to be mixed with something in order for them to be beautiful like there are a lot of light-skinned women who are just black like it doesn't mean that they're mixed with like that's another thing um that i know for a fact that light-skinned folks have to deal with because i've even been that ignorant person like for example like light-skinned women if they're black get asked the question what do you mix with what are you because you can't just be black, black. and be beautiful black. like my best friend i swear to god i mentioned devin on every episode <laughs> you really um, my we best friend you. Devin. we love you my best friend devin she has she's i don't want to use the word red bone but she has she she would be classified as a red bone she's very light-skinned um has loose curls yeah. so she mentioned the fact that she was black and i said you black she said, yeah. I was like, like, black, black? <laughs> <laughs> you know how black people do. They yeah, say like, like, the, the thing twice. Right. Um, and she was like, yes, black, black. And I think I was about there that, for this conversation. <laughs> I think about that conversation often because it makes me cringe that I asked that question. Because one, what the fuck is black, black? <laughs> like, what, is, what does that mean, Maya? What does that mean? Secondly, of course, I assume that she wasn't black. Because of her hair texture. Yes. Because that there's that That's stereotype. That That's the giveaway. Yeah, it's that stereotype that like black people must have 4C coarse, coily, tight, curled hair. And she doesn't. So I was like, this she got India in her family. Something. <laughs> Something. We love you, Kevin, for real. Um, 
so yeah, that's that association with light skinned folks that rappers often perpetuate, especially when they have only light skinned folks in their video. Do you remember when Big Sean? Oh, what's that song he had with Chris Brown? My last. Oh, like there's that. a line and wait, yes. Tell me there's a line that's I love that song. No, no, no. There's not a colorist line, but there's a line. I don't remember the exact line. So there's a line where he says she's a seven in the face, but a ten in the ass. She even looked better by the end of my glass. In the music video, the ugly version of her was dark skin. And when he finished the glass, she was light skin. Oh. If you go back and look. Wow. And people were like, huh? Like, it's absolutely insane how we don't even notice that this stuff exists. Like, it's absolutely insane. And then there was another song that was super popular. I don't remember the name of it right now, but it was talking about um, how he loves women from all these different countries. Um, it came out, like, two years ago. I have to find the name. Oh, um, and- um uh, they're, they're telling me this and telling, they're me, telling that. me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. The music video, the premise of the song, because I don't remember the name of it, is that he loves women from all different countries. And he he's naming countries like Haiti and like specific countries in Africa. Everybody in the music video was light skinned. Yeah. Every, I and that's remember not that. And it's not to say that light skinned folks don't exist in countries in Africa or in Haiti. But so do dark skinned folks. Like I'm just <laughs> like it's absolutely insane. And we don't even notice it. We're so used to it. Like, we're so, so used to it. And I remember when Kendrick Lamar came out with Poetic Justice and the girl was dark-skinned, the world blew up. They were like, this is so revolutionary. I was like, why is it revolutionary? (laughs) I was like, what? Like, there should be dark-skinned women in your music videos. Why are we? Okay. Okay. Mainstream media is wild. Yes. Your, Your faves, check them. Please. No, literally. I mean, this is, and then, okay, we're just, should I name one more? We're going to go with ASAP Rocky, which I think he actually just goes by Rocky now. I don't want to be here for this. <laughs> I'm and we're just, I mean, we're talking about, so we're talking, we're not, these people may not be colorist within themselves, but they have exhibited colorist behavior. So let's just, I don't know why that. you're saying we, because I am no longer engaged in this. Because I'm about to go in on your fave. Absolutely. That's how that works. Moral consistency doesn't exist. Okay. I mean, here we go. Rocky. (laughs) So with the red, with the red lipstick thing, it all depends on the pair of complexion. You have to be fair skinned to get away with that. Then there's a quote. Black girls just went crazy. I know how sensitive black women can be, especially when you're talking about they looks or something like that in response to like backlash. You know what? Let me defend. No, I'm just like, um, <laughs> let me go get my case load real quick. Yeah, no, that's pretty trash. That's that's a pretty trash statement. And also I've heard that statement. Now that every time we say something, I think of something else that has happened to me that is colorist. Somebody said that to me. Um, that I couldn't wear red lipstick because I was too dark. Um he's dead ass wrong. There's really nothing <laughs> else to I'm say about to say that. <laughs> Um, I can't, yeah, Rakim, you got, you hung yourself with that one. That's not great. Yeah. And it's wild because, like, these are all things that we hear in our everyday lives that are faves in quotes because I don't, some of these people I don't even like. 
um, are just perpetuating these stereotypes and these thought processes. Yeah. And like some people don't even notice because it's so normal for them to think this way. Literally. Uh, it makes me sad. Rocky, you are dark. And it's always the dark ones. Can I say it's that? the anti I mean, it's very anti black, you know? I mean, like that's that's where also that stems from. Like it's just it it hurts. It it hurts when any black person does it, but as somebody who isn't light skinned, the shit really bothers me when you are dark and you say this shit. Yes. Like, cause you are dark. Like somebody has said the same thing about you in terms of like not being attracted to you because of your skin tone. Like somebody has said that about you and it was not okay. And you internalized that, internalized it, excuse me, to then say it to somebody else when your children are dark and your mother probably looks like that, which is fine. Cause that is beautiful. Like dark skin is beautiful. But you, and you know what's even wild? Slightly switching gears. The Proud family. Yeah. They didn't have to do the sisters like that. So, (laughs) Proud family, um, there are three sisters on the show who are supposed to be the enemies. They're bullies. They're bullies. And they're supposed to be dark skin, but they're in fact blue. Blue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> we're laughing but it's not funny they are so dark skinned that they're blue and that goes back to like black people being called blue black when they were like really really dark Yeah. Um, and again the perpetuation that like dark skinned women are being the bullies here that they're the angry ones when and Penny even, Proud she's like and, and even um Penny's friend, Dejanay, she's dark skinned with blonde hair. Um, and she's like ghetto. And her name is Dejanay. <laughs> yeah. She's portrayed as ghetto, not uh, smart, very like very promiscuous. Um Yeah. She lives like she shares her room with like eight siblings. Like yes. <laughs> when Penny is clearly more middle class. Um it I'm about to cry. Like <laughs> remember when you was like, I haven't experienced it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> then I just keep coming with these examples. I just keep, well, damn man, this shit. Sucks. So, um, to kind of like tie things up, I was talking to a friend a while ago, and there was this event. I think it was like a pageant, and the question to one of the pageant girls was, "Um, what do you think your role is in fighting colorism?" Um, and she was just giving me like a story and she was like, I was really disappointed by the girl's response. Cause she was just like, it was, it was very lackluster. Like she was not with the response. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was basically like, we're all black. We're all in it together type of response. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I'm just going to ask myself this because I'm light skin. Um, what is my <laughs> what is my role in fighting colorism? And I'll ask you the same thing since you're brown skin and not dark skin. But uh, oh, God, <laughs> so think of your answer. Makes my skin crawl. Um, and so I think, I think one, I think there's obviously more things that I could be doing. Um, so I want to preface with that. But two, like as of now, I'm trying to put spaces where. Darker skinned girls, black girls are at the forefront of of like work. So I, I remember talking 
to Maya about like, if we're going to be on a project that centers black girls voices, I think as far as like leadership and who we put the voice, we put black girls at the center of the voice. Um, and that like, yes, I can be on a project. Yes, I can lead a project. But if we're going to have darker skinned girls on there, like I want them to have just as big, if not a bigger voice than me. Um, because it does work in a way where like I am put lead on a project and not that it's because I'm light skinned, which I mean, I would hope it's not because of that, but, um, I just know systematically it works in such a way that I'm promoted and that I get a job and that I have these opportunities and I am light skinned. So like, I have to make sure that I'm, I'm doing that, doing that work where if I see like a black girl who's starting a business um, that I'm promoting her, that I'm, I'm doing that work and getting her work. Right. I feel like I also could be doing more. Um, I feel like I'm really not doing enough now that you pose this question, the little things that I do that I think do matter, but like, obviously there's more that could be happening is I tell people about themselves when I hear colorist statements um which i think can also really be hard to do um if i come across a man with a quote-unquote preference i let him know that that's not a preference uh that is just colorism um and the same thing for women having a light-skinned person as a preference is not a preference it's not a dating a preference it's colorism um i also think that we should talk about texturism um which is really really tied into colorism because you often see it's not always the case you often see lighter skinned folks with those looser curls that Carmen was talking about um and I often have to engage in those conversations of like why you might have a preference about quote unquote preference about um looser curls about lighter fair skin like that's what I do but I know that that's not enough but I also like is it my job to do this (laughs) like is Is it it your job to fight colorism yeah like because is it black people's job to fight racism I I, so I I feel like the structurally they work in the same but I feel like white people can't really fight colorism because it's something that i mean but like should light-skinned folks be fighting it yes because um it goes like, back to the point that like we're the ones that's benefiting from it right so like is it my job to be correcting folks like it kills me when a light-skinned person because i've seen this will actively say like it is not okay to have that preference but you're dating somebody that will say, I don't date dark skinned folks. I've seen that. I've seen it. Like I have a white friend, not going to say her name. I have a white friend who is very, very aware, very much in the activist space. Um, She will not date any guy who will fix their mouth to say, I don't date black women. Okay. Because what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) That is pure anti-blackness, racism. Like, that is not a preference. So in my head, light-skinned folks 
should be doing the same. I agree. And any black person should be doing the same. Like, I don't think uh, I, I, would, I don't think I've ever asked anyone that I've dated, like, would you date a dark skinned girl? I feel like, I don't know. I've never asked, but like the person that I'm talking to now, like we were t- in the beginning, we were talking about like our types and et cetera. And I was nervous. And he was like, I don't really have a type, but I do tend to preference darker skinned women. But like, I love them all. And like, if he said the opposite, yeah, well, one, we probably wouldn't have been talking because <laughs> I'm not light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, I would just have to been like, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Like that's just wild that you would even fix your mouth to say that to me. Yeah. I don't... Well, I'm kinda curious now. But yeah, I don't But you I saw don't... how I just flipped the responsibility on the light skinned folks like that? Like I still didn't tell you what I do. <laughs> I mean I think it depends uh... on like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I need people to tell me, like, am I light skinned? But I think we can confirm. I think we confirm that, like, okay, I Carmen, or at least nobody person. is questioning your skin tone, but you. You are light skinned. It has been assigned to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's really trying to get out of this. I just want to make none of my light skinned friends want to be light skinned. <laughs> like, <we> go. <laughs> like none of them want that privilege at all. No. Like, Devin be like, stop saying that. Like, I'm not light skinned. I'm like, you is. You are. And I had somebody else. She's stupid. We're not friends anymore. But um, uh, she said that I was the first person to call her light skinned. I like bring it, bring up the fact that she's light skinned. Um, and then eventually she started saying I'm fair skinned. I was like, that's what? That's worse. You're white. <laughs> You're white. She, so because you said she was because. You said she was light skinned. She started calling you fair skin. She started calling herself fair skin because she didn't like the way that I was making light skin sound. Because that was at the time where like light skin was like emotional and like uh, not necessarily a great person in terms of like being full of themselves and et cetera. Like we had that thought process right, back right, then. Right. So she was like, "Don't call me light skin. I'm fair skin." I was like, "Sis, that is worse." Yeah. You know her. I do. Hmm. Oh. Oh. She mad? <laughs> the way her voice changed. Not her rolling her eyes. I want to leave this in, but we're going to take it out. They can't even see you. Uh, not her rolling her eyes. Uh, what if I let, some... I'm going to leave it in and beep, bleep out her name because that is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, there's just some light-skinned people who are, are really just not for the cause at all. Who just benefit. Like that. <laughs> She's just someone who would date someone who's like, I only like... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. She's just one of those people who would do that. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's, you know, that's there are a lot of black people that aren't down for the cause. But I think at the end of the day, we all have to do more. Because I know for a fact that I'm not doing enough when it comes to colorism. And I think what it is, and this is not an excuse, I don't think it's an excuse. Black people have a lot of battles to fight, goddammit. <laughs> like the systematic racism is enough. Right. Is enough. And I just mean in terms of like the mental capacity to like actually say, let me fight colorism today. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I understand that. Yes. Colorism is also systematic. Um, But the other shit be taking my mind that I like, that's not, what can I do to combat colorism today? Yeah. Like that's not the first thing on my mind. Like when I see it happening, yes, I say something, we intervene. Um, but in terms of think, think, thinking, excuse me, in terms of thinking daily about what I can do to combat colorism, it is not top of my mind. Like even when I'm like choosing books, 
Like, I don't think about what book can I read to break this down. Like, it's more, like, it's not happening for me right now. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be. Like, I think we all should be doing more um, to combat, especially because it's such an everyday thing. Like, that's something we see every day. Absolutely. Every single day. Like, I, I've had... <laughs> somebody at my company what company do you work at <laughs> somebody at my company openly says that i like ambiguous looking people that's their preference ambiguous is politically correct for light skin <laughs> and exotic yeah but they know not to say that because they know what that that means so to they, say that so they just say so they just say ambiguous they say i like ambiguous looking people that I means I don't like that. <laughs> she said that's ambiguous. <laughs> that's ambiguous. I don't like that. Yeah. So like that is an everyday thing. And I I tell them I'm like, "Well, that's just your anti-blackness." <laughs> <laughs> that's all that is. You should combat that though. Yeah, and it could be as simple as that. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> you should read something about that. I don't. Know. Um, I think we all should do more. I think light-skinned people should do more and more. Yeah, we should do, we should do more and more, but like, we should do more. Yeah. Uh, this episode was funny. Not in a good way, though. Yeah, we gotta we gotta find a lighthearted episode in here somewhere. And I also, I encourage folks to um, dig deeper into what's considered colorism. Because a lot of that stuff, I didn't even remember until Carmen was, like, bringing up examples. Yeah. Like, I really started the episode, like, I, I never experienced no what colorism. What is that? <laughs> it's good over here like oh god i want to cut that out that's so bad that i even said that but it's fine no but i think that that was the reason i wanted to talk about it because in our um episode with um violence against black bodies laugh now cry cry now my friend who is light-skinned was like i don't worry about my brother because he's light-skinned it's like yes he's black and yes i do have some worries but as far as like the violence i don't see that um Right. I, I don't I don't see that as far as on social media or hashtags. And yes, there are some obviously there are some light skinned people who do it, but she understands like that's a privilege that right. he has. Like she she doesn't really have that anxiety. I have a brother who is darker skinned, um, and I have a brother who's lighter skinned. And when I mean I'm scared for my brother, I mean the darker skinned six foot one. I'm not really talking about mm. the hundred and twenty pound light skinned one, although he is black <laughs> and and the sweetest person it that I've ever met. Literally. But that don't matter. So doesn't matter. Yeah. I think I think we think about it because when you hear like experiences from darker skinned people, it's like, wow, I don't think of it that way. Or like I don't worry about that. So I think that's why I think I've been con- conditioned to accept some of the behaviors. Which is n- not normal, but like normal to be conditioned to accept some behavior. Exactly. Like even with the rape culture, we could talk about this in another episode. But like, there are certain things that I've said out loud to somebody, and somebody was like, "That's not okay." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you know, when you break it down, uh, <laughs> you no. know, I can see what you're saying." Um, and I think that's the same thing with this. Like, I-, I had to like sit here and be like, "You know what? <laughs> that person did try to play me." <laughs> um. This episode was should not have been as fun as it was for the topic that we are discussing. We try to, but bring, it's been my if pleasure. We, if we were so melancholy, we'd be crying in every episode. Yeah, and I think people also like the fact that, like, I'm I'm speaking for y'all. I'm projecting. Like, y'all like the fact. <laughs> y'all like that, this. <laughs> y'all like this. Y'all getting into it. Y'all like the fact that we're funny and also could cover 
um, serious topic. Speaking of, somebody asked a great question of how and if we'll be accepting guests and if we'll be accepting questions. We will be taking guests. Um, even though we are a, uh, we are black women and this is obviously a platform for black women. Our first guest will, of course, have to be a black woman. Um, but eventually we'll get into accepting guests of all types. And in terms of asking questions, feel free to DM us at Big Fish Pod on Twitter, Facebook, or email us bigfishpod at gmail.com. And we'll happily answer some questions on air. Yes. Carmen, this was fun. This was great. This was amazing. Carmen J. Carroll, Maya blank insert potential name <laughs> we gotta find when i get it i know i know maya irvin is mine just, is just my government it's really nothing special i know but my government is just not eh. we could do maya macchiato that like is that is but like that is so who do you think you are really yeah and it reminds me too much of mulatto and that's colorism right there and I do mean the rapper. Mula or Mulatto? Mulatto. Oh. Like, I know Macchiato ain't the same. But, like, I, that's not even why I have the name. Like, it has nothing to do with my skin color. And I don't want people to think that. Like, <laughs> somebody, I was, quick story before we end. I got cat called. And he called me Maya Macchiato. And I was like, you know what? That has a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it my name. Literally. On my name, socials. My name used to be um Carmel. It used to be like Carmen Carmel or Carmel Shorty. Yeah, very oh. very much colorism. Oh, we gotta end this episode, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, talking about the ads, I was like, I need something that's not this. And so I changed it oh to Carmen. Oh my god, not Carmen Caramel. It was not like, Caramel Shorty. It was like Caramel Shorty or like Car- it was very cringe. It was so cringe. And this was all during the like Drake time period, light skin, dark skin thing. Like, I'm telling you. She said, let it be known. And Carmen tried to play earlier like she didn't know she was light skin. Okay, Caramel. Listen, Carmen. listen. <laughs> Let's end this episode for the lies. Continue. I I know that I am light skinned It's just like in different contexts, people just think I'm black, or just like I mean, in in Africa, you told me that they called you white. Yes, in Africa, I'm white. So it's like, oh, Kenya. She went to Kenya specifically. Think, yeah, yeah. I said Africa like it's one country. <laughs> I, I was very that. much Muzungu, very much white. Okay, culture. Well. That's, Listen, that's it. Con- context is important. Recognize. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Do better. Do better. Follow context is important. Accounts. Do better. Follow those accounts. Get the counts again, Carmen. So the first one is at darkest hue on Instagram. And the second one is at colorism healing. Give those a follow. Yeah, do the work. Clearly, we haven't been doing as much work as we should have been doing. Um, so we encourage y'all to do the work with us. Yeah. Love y'all. Peace.